0: It just gets worse and worse. It is. I, I, you know what? It's actually getting better. As we get into the second hour of the program here on a Friday, Mike Wimacher, joined now by Johnny Molson. Oh, is hi. A, hello. Thank you, sir, for joining us today. Pleasure. Um, and we will get to, I've been promoting this list that I found from AV Club. We'll get to it here in a bit. But okay. it's the 30 worst Christmas songs of all time. Oh, a Silent Night on there. Uh <laughs> It's a terrible one, that's is it not? Terrible. I mean, they don't have specific, just like each song, they have specific mm. artists and songs. But you're right, Silent Night kind of plods. Man, God. It, I, you, don't need, you don't need Silent Night when you have O Holy Night, right? Well,
1: that's true, yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I think Oh Holy Night... He, o Holy that, o it, Night is a much it, superior song.
0: It, is, it crescendos much better yeah. than the plodding Silent Night. Yeah, it's Silent Night is German. It, you know, it, it's just it just it sounds German. It's so funny you mention that because while we were um, at Disney, the, you know they have the World Showcase and they sort of there was a German band and it, like they were trying to be jokey. Yeah, no, but I even don't have a sense of humor. But but the thing was, it's like <laughs> the thing was they're like trying to se- sing this like song about you know German beer and stuff. But yeah. anytime anything said in German, it just sounds worse. Sounds angry. It know. does. So when they and they then then later during the candlelight Processional, they sang the first verse of Silent Night in German and I'm like this should
1: be a somewhat maybe beautiful song but when you sing it like that it makes it that much even worse there's a great clip of Bob Newhart talking to Johnny Carson about uh, performing in Germany and just how hard it was because they just have no sense of irony is it why, why would you call this man curly he has no hair and <laughs> this man you you say is tiny is very fat. <laughs> it's, yes. And it's, so yeah. Silent night is silent night. night. Yeah. Oh. Silent night.
0: It's like it's a, it's like the. Tyros- Drink some beer. It's like the entire song, they're trying to clear Cry the back. Cry <laughs> tonight. Jeez. The entire song, they're trying to clear their throat. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we'll get to that list. But first, I, I, w- I wanted to share with you a quick story. I saw something at the airport on Wednesday. It was the first time I've ever encountered this. I'm surprised I haven't encountered it more. But there was a situation that arose. Of someone was traveling with a dog, okay? And we've seen that many times. That's not something new. But this dog just decided that right in the middle of a major thoroughfare walkway that that was a time to just stop in front of everyone and let it go right there on the carpet of the airport floor. (laughs) So the the dog's walking and the dog just says, nope, I'm going to stop right here and just dropped a fresh one for everyone to just kind of watch in all their glory to see what happened. Now, I will say this. I give credit to the individual walking the dog. They picked it up. Okay, that was my next question. They didn't just leave it there, yeah. but I'm sorry, there's still, no matter how quickly you pick it up, there is still a bit of remnant there. And, and so yeah. it was kind of like, I, I didn't know how to react in that situation. Of I was just kind of dumbfounded. I know the dog, it's nature calls, and it's not the dog's fault, but it's something I never encountered before, so it just kind of threw
1: me for a loop. Well, let's be honest, though, about carpets in airports and hotels. There's a reason why they have those weird sort of confusing designs on there because there's remnants of a lot lot of things on those carpets. There's remnants all over the place. That that is so remnanted on. People (laughs) are remnanting all over those things.
0: You know what? I never thought of it that way. (laughs) You're right. That's probably not the first dog or the last dog that's going to be doing that. Dog? It was probably novel that it was a dog. (laughs) That's true. It could have been something way worse, but I I just it threw me for a loop because I had not experienced that before, and it was very much because what do you do in that situation? Like you don't want to bring even more attention to it, so you don't want to stop and gawk because you know the dog's got its business it's got to do. It doesn't want to be unless it's the dog's kink. Unless it's a public, you know, maybe that's the dog's kink. It likes to do that. Well,
1: it's not. It's not like the dog was unattended, right? I mean, no,
0: no. I mean the dog. So no, I think you do draw attention to it. It's like this
1: dog (laughs) is taking a crap in the airport.
0: And so, but then it's like, but then we kept walking and I'm like, I got to walk back that way at some point. Mm -hmm. So I very much was stealthily like turning around to make sure that it was picked up because like, how do you then, then you have to go to like the... The uh, janitorial services, if they don't pick it up, and be like,
1: "I'm sorry, there's someone left some dog poop just, there in the middle of yeah. carpet." Just make peace with the fact that there's remnants of stuff all over the airport, all over the hotel you're staying. Oh, in.
0: the hotel is definitely. I don't think people realize that as much as they probably should. We get way too comfortable in a hotel.
1: Well, you just yeah, you have to block it out of your mind.
0: Yes, you have you thi- to just you think about it at, at all for yeah. a second, and you're just like, "What am I doing here?"
1: Yeah, you have to just go into a state where you say. There's nothing here. I'm at home. Uh, Right. Uh, This is just like home. Everything is like home. It's clean. I cleaned it myself. You know, you you just have to tell yourself these things and go into a state of trance. Yeah, otherwise, you would never stay in one.
0: You just stay in your car the entire time. You you would would never actually go into a hotel room. So uh, I I just wanted to share that because it was something I never encountered before. Wanted to make sure I handled it okay. I didn't want to draw attention everything else. And thankfully, I will give credit to the individuals. They were right there. To take care of it as soon as possible, but then they just dropped it into a random trash can. It's like take that one into the bathroom where the, where all the smell is.
1: <laughs> he to flush it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, just don't where all the smell <laughs> is. Right, you know, right, it's yeah, un- that's fair. So someone, um, uh, although once again, a Chili's is in the airport. So is anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess
1: I guess it's all just goofed. Yeah, it's all remnants. Yeah.
0: It is Mike Wilmacher, Johnny Molson with you here this morning on WMAY. Appreciate you tuning in. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. You're in kind of full Christmas mode now. You're playing the music in the background on a pretty consistent basis, and we're here to help you make sure you make the wise choices when it comes to your Christmas music. So that is why I found this AV Club list of the 30 worst Christmas songs of all time. And 217-629-7970, want to hear from you some of your least favorite ones. Now, some of the highlights from this list, and then we'll go through the top 10 one by one. Uh, Some of the highlights on this list include... Afro Man has a song, Deck My Balls. (laughs) As much as I love Afro Man, I don't know. I I personally think that's hilarious, but I don't know about others. Sounds painful. It kind of does. Also on the list is a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by William Shatner. That comes at number 26. By the way, Mm. Afro Man, Deck My Balls was number 25. Okay. I've never heard of this one. It's from 1978. It's number 24 on this list from AV Club of the 30 Worst Christmas Songs Root Boy Slim and the Sex Change Band, Xmas at Kmart. Root Boy Slim and the, the Sex, Sex Change, Change Band. Band. Xmas at Cambridge from 1978. So, I think I think during the news break we'll have to find that one and play it.
1: And this is interesting on a couple of levels because usually the ones that people say oh I hate that song it's it's typically like either a novelty song or a one-off, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, Wonderful Christmas Time I think it gets <sighs> justifiably pilloried each year.
0: Shockingly enough not on this not list the worst, at all. Yeah. Um, of the thirty worst Christmas songs,
1: two one seven six two nine seven eight seventy. Your least favorite one. So it's the one. Yeah, it's either a novelty or it's a it's a one off from an artist where you go, oh geez, not this again, um, and. I, what, I, what I would like to see is a list of, like I just said uh, a minute ago, uh, the traditional songs where you go, I just can't I can't do Silent Night. I can't do... Silent, mean, I, I, I swear Silent Night gets longer every time it's played. It does. Uh, you know what I can't do anymore? I'm over Jingle Bells. <sighs> yeah, Jingle Bells doesn't. It has never done anything for me. It so never so, even says Christmas in the song. There's so many, te-
0: and there's so many terrible... Ver- the people yeah. who try to speed it up. To make it like as yeah, fast as possible, the barber strike. Even Bing Crosby, I was listening. He had one where it's like, "Hey, turn it down." Mm-hmm. This is the chipmunk's thing, okay? To quick stealing their gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, one that makes the list here. Uh, you talk about artists with one-offs. With uh, we're talking about these thirty worst Christmas songs. Neil Diamond's "Cherry Cherry Christmas." We did an entire kind of breakdown of that particular one. Comes in number sixteen on the that list. Song is a mess. It is. It's just him that name dropping isn't... his own songs and trying to make it a Christmas song.
1: Yeah, I mean you can tell by the title that he's already, he's already uh, name checking one song, uh, and he does go through just about all of his holly holly, holy holy. Uh, yeah. Forever in blue jeans, like it is a
0: great Christmas <laughs> gift. It, now, one that I I would take kind of some umbrage with being on this list. Uh, at number twenty, they have the Royal Guardsman Snoopy's Christmas.
1: Hmm. I kind of like
0: that song, right?
1: Where, where Snoopy and the Red Baron decide to stop fighting. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a pretty a good nice, one. It's got a nice ending to that. I yeah, like that exactly.
0: One. So I don't mind that but one as much. But in the
1: category of a novelty song.
0: Yes, correct. So 217 is your least favorite Christmas song? We'll get in the top ten here. Uh, we start with number ten. It's a Paul McCartney song, mm-hmm. but it's not Wonderful Christmas Time. Okay. It's a Paul McCartney song called Rudolph the Christmas Reggae. Which apparently, I'm going to have to, I'm pretty sure I can play this one without any type of uh, editing whatsoever. It's, 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 it's Paul McCartney doing reggae? Like, what the heck is going on with that? So that's number 10 on this list. And, uh, you know, Wonderful Christmas Time, I am surprised, doesn't make the, uh, this list at all. Oh, yeah, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reggae. This is, this is when he went through his whole, probably... Weird. I'm playing the keyboard
1: phase, and well, you have the different sounds and everything else. In fairness, I'm I'm assuming this is like '82 is what it feels it, it, when everyone was kind of reggaeing it. 1979. So at this time in England, there was a lot of the clubhouse. Oh yeah, that's you know, true. Ska For stuff going. First on. First wave ska. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe he was he was trying to tap into the. This is Paul McCartney. That's what it says. Does he? He sing? doesn't sing, apparently. <laughs> this is a remastered Do we version. Do you have any proof that, he, that it's Paul McCartney? This was a
0: remastered oh, version. It,
1: oh, here's one. Okay. It sounds. It sounds like when you. Buy yeah, those. no, he doesn't sing it. <laughs> What's the point? He's just doing a... So he's, just, he's doing a uh, karaoke version. This was yeah, it was early. Oh my God! It was early years when you'd get those Casio keyboards that had the uh, the auto settings on it, and he's just I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dingle around on the t- on the keyboards here and do something a little reggae. He should never do anything Christmas ever again. Um, number <laughs> that's right.
0: Number nine is a song that we love, but they say is one of the worst. And you want to join in the conversation. They say John Denver's Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk on Christmas <laughs> is one of the worst Christmas songs of all time. I, I thoroughly wow. enjoy that one. I wow. enjoy I enjoy. It's a very sad, sad song. It is. It is. But I thoroughly enjoy that one. Uh, number eight on the list is I didn't realize that this existed either. Um, I don't mind this. This is Crazy Frog doing Last Christmas. Oh my God. How is Crazy Frog a thing that's gotten that popular? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's.
1: is terrible yeah. that,
2: that,
0: that should definitely be on the list of the worst Christmas that's songs almost, of all that's time that's almost
1: like kids bop doing last <laughs> Christmas or something yeah
0: not great uh, number 7 on the list is Cliff Richard 21st Century Christmas no point of reference on that one hmm. Uh, number six, Lady Cliff Richard.
1: I mean, he was, he was a pretty sappy, oh, garbage he? singer. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
1: We have to find 21st century. He's kind Christmas. of that Stephen Bishop, oh. uh, Christopher Cross. Oh, and okay. of, yeah, all that. But
0: it's from 2006. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, there's a bad one at. Um, this is terrible. There was a bad one at the uh, very merry Christmas party with uh, at Disney. They put in their, their stage show, and it's a song called. Text me a Merry Christmas. Oh. And they actually have them bring out phones and they're, it's like, what are you doing? Come this, on.
1: This will appeal to the
0: younger generation. Yes, exactly. Text me a Merry Christmas. And Gen put,
1: Z is always on their phones texting.
0: Exactly. Put on, uh, put on there some emojis and we'll have a very non Merry Christmas. Uh, number six on their list of the 30, 30 worst Christmas songs is Lady Gaga Christmas Tree. Hmm. I've not heard that one either. Uh, and so that's uh, that's 10 through 5. Okay. So we can take a break. We come back. I do want to find this Cliff Richard 21st Century Christmas now that you explained it to, him, to me. Uh, and we'll get to the top five of this list as well as your least favorite Christmas songs as well. That is still all to come here on WMAY. So we could take a quick break for... Yeah, what's so, happening? So so serious all the time. I don't. We need to change this out. Why especially, is it so scary? Especially when I'm on. Well, it's scary that I'm still on the air here. They're that's coming the, to get us. <laughs> they are. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson here with you this Friday morning. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. The phone number. We're Talking about the, this list I found from uh, AV Club of the worst thirty worst Christmas songs of all time. Want to hear some of your least favorites as well? Boy, that's really. <laughs> what is the end times upon us? <laughs> What is going on in the background? And we fight for freedom! Yes! We must take this ring and throw it into Mordor. Um, <laughs>
1: Why God. do they give you such ridiculous music?
0: I have no idea. What is that? Nothing, is, nothing should ever be that serious, uh, especially when I'm on the air. Oh, so, my gosh. 217 629 7970. Going through this list of the worst Christmas songs of all time, according to AB Club. We've, we're down to the top five, but I do want to give you the lyrics because we listened to this one um, during the break, and we didn't want to force it upon anyone because it's so yeah. bad. Cliff Richards' 21st Century Christmas was number seven on this list. Um, here is the first verse. The satellites tracking Santa, we text our Christmas list and leave our mumbled numbers to help out old St. Nick. Sometimes we stop and wonder, has the old bubble burst, or will this Christmas morning be like the first? But tonight we still thank Bethlehem and bless the Lord for love again. Bring peace on earth, goodwill to men.
1: It's the future, not the past. Yeah. And then he got fired from Hallmark because right. they said, even this is too sappy for us. So then the, then the chorus is... Uh, Let's have a
0: first night, star bright, child of light, so right, 21st century Christmas. Magic morn, tree adorned, child is born, safe and warm, 21st century.
1: What what is he doing with that? He's 83. He had a a big hit in the late 70s and also in the mid 80s. Uh, There was a song, Devil Woman. He's just a devil woman. Okay. And then yeah. uh, there was uh, We Don't Talk Anymore, which is also oh. pretty sappy. Uh, and yeah, he's just, he's just... Here's the second verse, though. Oh, God, don't. Because it's
0: 21st century Christmas, but here's what he starts the second verse. We'll microwave some popcorn. <laughs> put... <laughs>
1: This is what an 83-year-old thinks <laughs> of the, is, is the 21st century. Right, right, it gets, Here's all this modern stuff like wait, a microwave. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And well, we get out the VCR? Is VCR in here? It's very close. Put on a DVD. <laughs> and He
0: doesn't, he doesn't know.
1: And, and, and wait for it, wait for it.
0: Fax Tiny Tim a thank <laughs> oh, you.
1: Yes, this is great. This is great. This is what an 83-year-old thinks man. is going on in 2020. That is I, so funny. Yes, well, f-
0: microwaves of popcorn, put on a DVD, Fax Tiny Tim, a thank you Mm -hmm. for blessing you and me. Sometimes we watch and wonder, has Christmas lost a touch? Can a world beyond the money be worth that much? So yes. And Santa
1: Claus is not a creeper. He will notify you on your beeper. (laughs) 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 Exactly. Uh, He will not be a stranger. He'll
0: be on your pager. (laughs) Um, So yes. That's 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 just the <laughs> yeah, lyrics of cliff. 21st century Christmas. You are over the cliff, my oh, friend. God. Oh God! So we uh, get back to the countdown. Here is number five on the list, and I think you have some strong opinions about this particular band. Is this burning bright shining
1: all on me? is Mannheim Steamroller. No. Uh, Pentatonix? Yes. And I'll wait on light till Santa comes to wake me from my dream. Yeah, just a glorified barbershop quartet.
0: Christmas
1: yeah. It really is. Yeah. Oh, wait. I see the children play outside. Yeah. This is the exact same stuff that President McKinley was listening to before he got assassinated. It's the same thing. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> light a rose, my light a rose. <laughs> it's like, why do people get so excited about pedatonics? It is so, it is so terrible. This, this is just
0: yeah. sap. This is sap upon sap upon. Sa- and I understand the n- need for nostalgia at Christmas, and uh, you can get weepy at times. But there's better
1: choices than this. I mean, it's nice. It's 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 pretty, but it's it's really flat, though. I mean, it's just not. There's nothing. It never really goes anywhere. No, you don't really a- get any heart to it.
0: That's Christmas. that's Christmas to them. Yeah. Oh, there's a little key change. It's any it's any outtake from Pitch
1: Perfect, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's just that's what it is. So yeah. that comes I, in, all, all I see is like three guy, four guys with a bow tie and striped vests on. <laughs> it's a dapper Under dance. the silvery moon. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can see. That's what, that's what they. That's what they do on the weekends. They're 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 at, they're at, they're at uh, nursing homes <laughs> singing. singing. Light a rose, my light a rose, baby, oh. Bo-bo-bo-bo-bo. Hello,
0: my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my right-time gal. Uh, so that's number five on this list of the worst Christmas songs. Number four, Weird Al Yankovic, The Night Santa Went Crazy from 1996. Yeah. It's See, a novelty. And, and, and
1: again, it makes sense that, that novelty songs
0: get we, on people's nerves. Because four through one is all novelty. Okay. You got you got Weird Al Yankovic, The Night Santa Went Crazy. You have number three, The Weather Girls, Dear Santa, Bring Me a Man this oh, Christmas. That's a good song. It's not a bad one. It's a good song. It's actually not bad. Number two on the list, and when you're a child, you love this song. Yeah. But as you grow up, it annoys the bejesus out of you. It's the Elmo and Patsy Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Right. When you fear, first hear that as a young child, you think, oh, my God, that's hilarious. How does it have so much staying
1: power I don't know. is the question. And, I mean, you you would have been pretty young when it originally came out. but
0: 79 I, is when it originally came out, but then they re-released it in 84. Right. And, and that's and when it hit 84
1: me. was the big one. And I remember being in high school, and it was just, you would have thought it was the Beatles. <laughs>
0: And it's not, right, when you hear it at first, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they're saying that. Yeah. But when you really
1: break down the song, it is not... A it's a good song. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, you, you one pass through, it's funny, you get a little giggle out of it, uh, and then after a while you go, oh my gosh, what's...
0: You know, how is it so ingratiated into our culture, and Dominic the Christmas Donkey
1: is like a, a B-side for people? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Dominic the, the Christmas Donkey is, uh, is a lovely... That's what I'm saying. ...heartwarming tune. Yeah, I don't know why this
0: piece of poop right <laughs> here ends up being in our vernacular for I years upon know. years. And then finally, I think... At number one, it's like the Nickelback and Creed of Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Is it Bobby Rivers? No, the, the, no, no. Idiot disc jockey who wrote that. Oh God, yeah, yeah, of yeah, exactly. No, no. Uh. It's everyone's least favorite. And two one seven six two nine seven nine seven. You want to hear from you your least favorite Christmas songs? It is new songs. Christmas shoes. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, everyone I, universally, we all can agree that that is a crap song. Yeah, Jim Leach would do his uh, may, Every, he rest, may
1: he rest in peace. Yes, by the
0: Yes, <laughs> exactly. <for> some- <laughs> rest in power, Jim.
1: With you and all, I he's, don't know if you he's ever, fine. He's alive. He's, <laughs> fine. he's fine. Yes, <laughs> but he's dead to radio. Yes. Um, um, yeah. No. I, yeah. It's, but he's still ooh, is winning all the awards. That's just how it happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a terrible song. It's it, yeah. I just I don't. Uh, there's so many good Christmas songs out there. Is. there. And, and one, one turd in the punch bowl can just completely mess it, it
0: up. It, uh, well, I mentioned it off the top of the show. Has there ever been a time when you've been out shopping for Christmas and something so objectively terrible came on while you're shopping that you're like, Nope, I'm out. Yeah. I'm You, you the return store.
1: everything. I'm yes. laying it
0: back. I le- You just leave the store. You're like, Nope, can't do it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just out. Cause I've done it before where I walk yeah. in and I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. Anytime Barbara strikes ends, jingle, bell, jingle, but I just like, I'm, I'm
1: done. I'll come back later. And I, you know, I will, it's, it, as angry as Jim gets about Christmas shoes. Uh, we miss you, Jim. Um, Manheim steamroller. Absolutely. I don't know what the appeal is to that. It is it is so Where do you stand on Trans Siberian Orchestra? I think Trans Siberian Orchestra, and I've not seen them live, but I think that's the thing. I think you can I think it's I think it's something you can only experience live. I don't think it makes sense when you just listen to it, right? Because I know there's like a big show and fire, and you know, blood comes out of the speakers. I don't know what all happens there, but um, but I think it's you know, it's it's one of those bands where you go, it's amazing when you see it live. But I think just to listen to it, it's like this is just noisy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it as much as this.
1: Boing, 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 boing.
0: No, this is joy to the this is joy to the world. Ready? Uh.
1: Man, if you invite me to your Christmas party and you've got this plan, forget it. I'm flipping tables. Mannheim Steamroller is bad. It's, I mean, it, it is. It doesn't bad. go anywhere. You were thinking of the Jingle Bells, right? No, uh, De- their, their version of Deck the Halls is the one that gets played so much. Wee, okay. wee, 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 wee. Oh, that's right. Wah. Wee wee. Wah. You don't even need to pull it up. I'll just do
2: it. <laughs> Here it comes. Womp, 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 womp. Womp. Womp, 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 womp. Wee, 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 Wait for it. Wait for it.
1: God oh,
0: bless. So terrible. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy.
1: What is the matter
0: with us? Hi, here on WMAY. Hey, wow. Uh, when
1: did
0: Jim pass away? <laughs> oh. well, no, he's
1: still with us, he's but he's he's, 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 de- yeah, he's dead. Yeah. to the airwaves. Yeah, this radio was yeah, like, yeah uh, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So no, he's still around, making people mad. No, exactly. Yeah. He it's sits just, in his office and just state <laughs> off, and goes. And by the <laughs> way, what? I'm hanging up on you right now.
2: So bad. How? What is
1: that in the back? Nothing. Uh, bang, 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 bang. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's a it's a keyboard. It's nothing.
0: I don't understand going to ever see them live. What do they do? There's a bunch of people sitting around. Right, yeah. There's no singing. There's no real just a guy just sitting there
1: programming yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, loading files onto a computer. Yeah, that's all it is. Plugging in MIDI machines. At least
0: in Revenge of the Nerds, they had Lamar doing a rap with the rest (laughs) of the computer stuff. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is Mike and Molson. So, yeah, there, we at least gave you some kind of background of what not to put on any type of Christmas playlist. We gave you the, the the list from AV Club. If you want to check out the entire list, you can find it online. Just, and please, God, no Mannheim there steamer. Are,
1: right. there are, there's plenty of really good Christmas. There there's is. enough to get us through all the way to...
0: Taking over again here, ladies and gentlemen. It is Mike Winmacher, Johnny Molson here with you this morning. Do appreciate you tuning in. 217 629 7970. We got a quick uh, message on Facebook from a listener who said one of their least favorite Christmas songs of all time is, it's a bit of a doozy, is this Randy Stonehill. Christmas at Denny's (laughs) she said that it would make Jim like Christmas shoes Wow. now I didn't have a chance to actually pull it up but I have the lyrics here so we can go through the lyrics real quick if you'd like to to go through this one we've come this far they got Christmas Muzak piped in through the ceiling and the refills of coffee are always for free and the waitress on graveyard and the surly night manager are wishing that all of us losers would leave that's, that's the opening salvo of this song. You ready for it? Continue on. There's a star on the sign at the Texaco station like the star long ago. Oh God. On that midnight clear, as I look all around at these cold, empty faces, I doubt that you find many wise men here. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do, they want, do they want you to just go out and I'm just sure fall it's... asleep in the snow and never wake up oh my again?
1: Oh what's, what's wrong with this guy?
0: And I'm dreaming about a silent night, holy night, when the things were all right. And I'm dreaming about how my life could have been, if only, if only, but somewhere down the road, I gave up that fight. Merry Christmas, it's Christmas at Denny's tonight.
1: Uh, What? I wonder why. What is is going on in this song? You know, uh, Christmas brings with it. Inevitable, yes. melancholy Melancholy, correct. You yes. Know? And I, and I mean that, but in, in its literal sense, melancholy. You know, it's it's nice and it's sweet and it's sad at the same time. You know, there's there's there's, there's there's stuff in the air. You don't have to add to it. it we have enough of
0: it with <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas, sure. right? That's one where it's like, "I'll be home for Christmas," right? You can. If the can Japanese don't kill, kill me in this for, war, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, we that's have right. some Yeah, we that's have so, so many, text. Yeah. Um, If only in my dreams, right? Uh, Once I had a home and a wife and a oh god, this is just you know what? Uh, A wife and a daughter had a company job earning middle class pay. Then oh, then Lisa got killed by a car (laughs) near the schoolyard. What? What? (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I, I, I we have to go back to that part. <sighs> Once I had a home, this is Randy Stonehill Christmas at Denny's. Once I had a home and a wife and a daughter had a company job earning middle class pay, then Lisa got killed by a car near the schoolyard, and my wife started drinking just to get through each day. Who's
1: this song for? <laughs> who is that song Why? for? Why would you write this? Who's that song? yeah, I mean, uh, that song who is that for? Who's going to sit there and go, yeah, I can really relate to this? <laughs> right. That's, that's me. And by the way. That's what like you're singing right to me. By the way, doesn't don't they have a, a, a dish
0: called the Moons Over My Hammy at Denny's? How are they getting pulled into this? Yeah, Denny's didn't do anything wrong. No,
1: no, exactly. They're, they're <laughs> a fi- they have a Grand Slam freaking breakfast. No, they're just collateral
0: damage. Exactly. In this particular SOB, uh, I will never forget the Little Red Wagon turning to rust all alone in the rain. One morning I flagged down a truck on the highway, I just couldn't bear to go back there again.
1: Why do, yeah, I mean, why... What is going on? It's, it's, it's a sad commentary. And it keeps going. That a child has to die to, make, to give this man a hit song. That's terrible. Well, it could have been bad
0: enough that the child dies, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's, sad, that's sad enough. But then your wife drinks herself into a stupor, and now you're just crisscrossing the highways of America in trucks. Um, they say, life's made of cruel circumstance. Fate plays the tune and we dance. Dance till we drop. In the dust and we're gone. And the world just goes on. The cop at the counter. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> he's the guardian angel. He watches these orphans uh, through dark mirror shades. And the register rings like a bell sadly tolling for the fools who become and the price that we paid.
1: You know what's so pathetic about this? This re- This is This really... This really grinds my gears. Let, get, give it to us, Johnny. Here's what's so pathetic about this. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen to this guy. No. This is just an no. idiot songwriter yes. going, I know what's going to get him. Exactly. Because yeah, he, he heard something like Christmas Shoes or some horrific song uh, and said, oh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the formula. That's well, the formula.
0: Well, we're getting to the big oh, okay. the big turn, right? All right. The big where all of a sudden, maybe it's uh, not. Okay. Maybe, okay, all this thing has happened in my life, and this is awful, and this is awful, and that's awful, and this is awful. But, but he then, gave his
1: life to Jesus and everything. Yep, okay, yep. Here
0: right. we go. Oh, when I was a boy, I believed in Christmas. Miracle season to make a new start. I don't need no miracle, sweet baby Jesus. Just help me find some kind of hope in my heart.
1: That's not a turn.
0: It, he's, still, he's still a mess. Uh, he is still a mess, but uh, how my life could have been if only... Nah, nah. That, at that, the morning's that, first that. light, Merry Christmas is Christmas at Denny's. So, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much no. of a turn no, there at he the he doesn't. End. He just... He yeah, did, so, he okay, did. so he says a prayer. Big deal. We all do that. Well, not only that, but it's just kind of like he's kind of doing the whole passive-aggressive thing of... I don't really need anything. I just need love in my heart tonight. Yeah. This is this is this this does make me angry. Like yeah. I, I am upset about this whole thing. I wanna I, I wanna go to this guy's house and just, you know, kick him right in yeah, the old log. I'll
1: show you what a bad Christmas is. Exactly. I'm gonna give you mm. a kick right in the old Yule log there, Randy mm. Stonehill. Pour kerosene around the perimeter of his home and light it on fire. <laughs> there.
0: There now. Now, now sing a song. Exactly. Oh hey. wait, well,
1: yeah. Now what are you talking about? Oh, there? look, the major support beam just gave way and <laughs> collapsed on your head. Sing about that, Randy. You know what I want to
0: do? I also then, right before I do that, I want to send him a DoorDash of some Denny's. It's delicious. <laughs> and say, why did you besmirch you their fine this? name? You want this? You can't have it. Nope, nope, you can't. You're too much mm-hmm. of a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is delicious. Oh, these pancakes. They're so,
1: so good. Yeah, you could have them if you weren't such a putz. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you <laughs> to the
1: listener for for opening our eyes to this Thanks,
0: even worse than new than mm. a new shoe. Scott. Bad news. Yeah, Christmas shoes. That was just, ugh. Even reading that, I'm now I'm so angry. Okay. Well, let's take a deep breath. Yeah. We got news at the top of the hour. When we come back, uh, we have an individual who has put together a contract with a significant other, a possible significant other, saying just what she needs to ever have a child with you. Oh, okay. She has an entire list, like a, a writer for some type of major band. Squidmocker and Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in and starting your day with us. 217 629 7970 is the phone number. You know, as we get closer and closer to the big holiday on the 25th, uh, Christmas, you got the gifts and so you're trying to make sure people can't find them. Don't overthink. Where you put the gifts okay. is what a professor from SMU is saying, because what they found is more than a quarter of things people hide are never found. What? So if you hide four things, one of them is not going to be found. And they said to be successful hiding presents, you would likely need to search the gift spots two or more times to find them. Um, the study found that people who wait weeks between hiding and searching for gifts may have a higher chance for getting what, where their presents are. So make sure, I don't know, write yourself a note, if you're a hider of gifts,
1: to make sure you that's, remember where it's at. That's an incredible statistic to me, though. That a quarter of the things we hide are never found? Yeah, that's somewhere between November and December, you completely forget where you put stuff.
0: Well, they say part of it, too, is when when hiding a present uh, might be just a bad thing, the, because of the, um, you're rushing and all the stress yeah. of it, you just throw it somewhere. Like, let's say... You're trying to put it, and the person you're trying to hide it from shows up, and you just kind of throw it somewhere, and you're like, "Eh," and then you just kind of forget where you end up putting it, is what they're saying. So make sure you're deliberate when hiding those presents. They say one tip when it's time to hide a present. Never assume that the perfect spot is a place where somebody wouldn't look. Okay. Uh, They say people... What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Never assume that the perfect spot is a place where somebody wouldn't look. Because people... I was never that kid. We talked about this uh, a little bit yesterday. Of I was never that kid
1: who actively went searching for my presents. Were you mm-hmm. that kid? No, no. I found something once uh, by mistake, but I never. Was I, that I the I worst yeah, feeling? It was. It was because I had to make like I didn't know it was coming. That's the worst on Christmas morning. That that's was the worst as a kid. Really that, tested my acting skills. That, that is the worst thing.
0: That's the worst thing as a kid. And I and I understand it's difficult, but don't overthink it. And I know some people. Um, who hide it at somebody else's house like right you offloaded the
2: grandparents oh, something sure, like yeah. that
0: so where they're not around as much And then you just they bring it over and you're, you're good to go. Hi, you're on W.M.A.Y.
2: Morning, gentlemen. Morning. So there's always there's always a designated Spot okay for our for mine for the, okay. the kids. So it's either in the bed bedroom where they're not supposed to go right or downstairs underneath our stairs like, in our basement. Ah, the in there, the scariest part of the cubby. home. Right, exactly. Go to the yeah. scariest part in of where the they it, never go. That's where the gremlin lives. The, <laughs> right. It's in the Harry, the Harry Potter cupboard. <laughs> um, so, I mean, because that's where, you know, no one goes. And we can keep them there. And they don't have to be in a random spot every single time. So, because, yes, I will admit we are the statistic a couple of years ago it was that chaos and that's exactly what it is you know we're sitting there trying to organize stuff and kids show up and it's just like oh just chuck it some somewhere and then it's like where did it go Uh-oh, i wow. don't know the black the, you know the random black hole yeah. where socks go right. or whatever
0: you never found it so, then? it's not like five years later and you're like hey merry christmas this is supposed to be when you were like eight
2: well no we did find it okay. of course and luckily for us one of um one of our kid's birthdays is like a month later nice so like, you know
0: well done extra, <laughs> <bonus gift. laughs> so, extra birthday present very nice
2: right but yeah no it, i can totally see that i don't know if 25 percent would be like right but i yeah. mean so let's see so i've lost one out of maybe you know three years
0: yeah. okay yeah i would say maybe like 12.5 percent. appreciate the phone call 25 seems a little bit too much but I, I like that there's actually someone who is that statistic where because let's face facts if you have family coming over and you have kids and everything else this isn't the most relaxing time of year mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure on you and if you're thrown off your game just for a moment you're trying to remember every different thing of like, where are we going for Christmas? Where's the travel? Especially if you're traveling, how do I do this? What's going on for the dinner? And it just may phew,
1: yeah. escape your mind. You know who impresses the hell out of me? I've never, I've never been this person. Uh, are the people who somewhere, I don't know, it's the middle of August and they see something and go, oh, this would be a great Christmas gift for somebody. They buy it, they put it away somewhere, uh, and then they have all these Christmas gifts come Christmas. That 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 is so impressive. And so foreign to me. That was my mom. Yeah, really? Yeah, my mom was very
0: much like, something's on sale. Yeah. I'm going to buy it now because she knew, for the most part, what we would want or what we liked. And so if it was anything G.I. Joe or Star Wars related, she's like, that's going to be something that he's going to want regardless. Or, you know, when they would put Nintendo games on sale like twice a year, they have a big blowout at Toys R Us. She would buy a bunch of them and be like... Those are are the games he's going to get. I know he's going to want them, even though there's four months away, and she would just stockpile everything.
1: And I could see in that situation, you just completely blank on that you even got it for somebody and go, oh yeah, that's right, I also got this other thing for you.
0: Yes, uh, and that and that's what happened a couple of times with those games of like there was a couple of Christmases where I got four games instead of two. And I was like, wow, I must have been extra good this year and, it was, and come to find out later, it was like, no, the reason why I got those is because I, I, I had forgotten that I purchased them how many months ago and then bought you two more.
1: Was there ever something that she bought six months ago that by the time you got it, it was lame and outdated? Yeah, uh, everyone is playing this five months ago. I don't want this. A lot of that was—that sounds like something you would say. Yeah, it very
0: much was. Uh, It was the um, one gift that I actually happened upon Mm -hmm. at the time seemed cool, and then when by the time I got, like by the time we got to it, I was like, "Oh, great! It's a a handheld Tron game." (laughs) No one, no one likes that movie anymore. Great, thanks, mom. Yeah. Here's this, and it was from Radio Shack too. It wasn't I'm, gonna get, even like, I'm
1: gonna get picked on at school because I got this four months late. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm. A, no one likes Tron anymore, mom. Now thanks I'm a beat lot. Up. Yeah, now I'm getting beat up because I got this handheld <laughs> Tron game. I
1: thought you loved me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Thanks for the butt whippings for Christmas, mom. <laughs> Appreciate that. We'll take a break. We come back. There's this woman who has gone online and basically put out a contract that. If you want to be with her and you want her to birth your child. Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you here on this Friday morning, Hi. December 8th. Getting close, the Christmas holiday. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Here is a woman who has put together a list of demands, as it were, in order for her to possibly birth your child. So if you enter into a relationship with her, she's not going to have a kid with you uh, unless these stipulations are met.
1: Then she will think about maybe having your baby. So she's not in any kind of relationship no. right now. No. But she slides this, you're on the first date or so, and she slides this across the table and just says, here are my demands. Yeah. Well, What's first, your counteroffer?
0: Yes. So first of all, I will warn you that she is a quote unquote influencer. From London. Okay. And her name is Jenny Darlin, is what she says. <clears throat> she uh, says, creating a human life takes a lot of sacrifice. I, I would never put my body through that for free. I'm not built to suffer.
1: <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't have a kid.
0: So she, yeah. So she says she has never really wanted a kid, but claims um, she would consider becoming a mom if the right guy could meet her terms. Can you imagine oh. having that conversation? No. For a moment. Just think about that. Of You're in a relationship. I don't want to have kids unless, and you slide over the contract. Yeah.
1: These are my terms. She understands that it's more than just giving birth, that you have the kid forever. I mean, it's it, it, you know, it, there's it, no give backs.
0: I, there's no take backs? Yeah. I don't
1: think she realizes that. No. I don't she, think she realizes that. very this. concerned just about the birthing part.
0: So, yeah. So, here's what she says. She'd need to be married before becoming pregnant. Okay. I get that have a prenuptial agreement with an infidelity clause in place and have a baby moon abroad that's just the starter before we even get into what comes what else she needs to have your child the first salvo is we have to be married we're not doing this without uh, without you know a ring on the finger yeah. i got a pretty good prenup and if I'm going to do this i want a baby moon abroad does she define a baby moon Uh, where you just go before you get pregnant or whatever or when you first get pregnant you go on the baby moon where it's like your last like trip as as, uh, people without kids it's a thing that people do Oh, okay. All right. You never
1: heard of it before? No, no, that one's new to me.
0: Yeah, baby moon is a thing that pe- some people do where it's like they they go out and it's their last time before the kid shows up, so like they get to have an adult kind of getaway. I see. So baby moon. Oh, so okay. she wants to go. She wants to okay, go abroad. So I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. a side No, right no, 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 no. So that's that's the opening salvo. She also will need a three hundred and fifteen thousand dollar annual allowance.
1: That you give allowance for
0: therapy, a personal trainer, and baby needs. Okay. So, so in order for her to have it, you, she's going to need three hundred fifteen grand a year for an allowance for these particular things: for the therapy, for the personal trainer to make sure she stays fit and tight in all the right places, according to her, and the baby needs. And also, by the way, uh, she'll need a um, push present. And a mommy makeover afterwards as well. <laughs> okay,
1: a push present? Come on. At what point have you hit eject yeah. at this at this relationship? She's gonna be lonely for a long time, isn't, isn't she? she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she also will
0: uh, um, need non-negotiables like a doula. And a housekeeper for the first six months after her baby is born.
1: What's this? I want to look her up and see if there's any reason
0: to... Jenny Darlin, D-A-R-L-I-N. She's a 23-year-old influencer from London. And this is her demands list in order to even become and think about becoming a mom. And I think to your point, Johnny, she doesn't realize that there's more to it than just the having of a child right Th- to your there's no you have to be a parent as well you can't just be like this yeah. is I, you should never go into something as as precious as bringing life in this world in a contract situation. Well, I mean, this seems like a negotiation for a baseball player or something. Of like, I need this and I
1: need that or a contract writer for a band. He does. I mean, it's, it's missing some of the key things like, oh, I don't know, being in love. Uh, yes. You know, uh, caring for the kid, you know, their upbringing, how they're going to, you know, <laughs> what certain values might be in play. And while this
0: seems on its face absolutely ridiculous, the fact of the matter is there may be someone out there who is willing to meet those demands. And yeah. I think if given the choice between those two people, the person who is willing to meet these demands, I think even more of an egotist and weirdo than the person making these demands. <sighs> don't you think someone who agrees to all of this just
1: to procreate and to yeah, put their I, lineage going forward? I don't think I don't think. Whatever she's doing here, I mean, I, I, a lot of this sounds like she's doing it for the clicks. Yes. Okay. Right. right now, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yes. You got us. Yes. We, we fell into the trap. We clicked. We did. We've clicked. Um, you got our click, but um, but but no one's gonna take her up on this. No one's gonna go. Okay, this is the thing. Uh, really?
0: No one? You don't think there's gonna be someone out there that's willing to to follow this at some point?
1: For what gain?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But to, you know, have it... Maybe maybe they just don't you have do the time. You do all this,
1: and what do you get? You get an unpleasant the person. Woman.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. That, that, that now you
1: have a child with. Yeah, that's true. And you can't cheat on, because you, you signed you, a prenup that says you can't cheat <laughs> on him. That's true. She's
0: got you boxed in yeah. pretty good here. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you? You can't really go anywhere, so... um, so yeah, so that I I just found I just happened upon this. And I was like, this is yeah. this is where we're at now, where you have to have a contract. Like, talk about the least romantic thing ever. And I understand you have to have an accord, right? That, that's something you enter into with an agreement. But I don't think a contract needs to be brought out when a child gets brought into the world. You have to think it out. You have to kind of plan it out a little bit. But you can't plan it onto the detail of like, well, in order to even think about it. If it's gotten to the point where you're not even thinking about it unless you have contract demands met, yeah. then you probably shouldn't be entering into that
1: in the first place. Yeah, I mean, you, you hope you meet somebody who's kind of on the same page and uh, uh, they, they feel the same way and they want to, you know, split yes. the duties and whatever else you need to do. Uh, but, man. It's just, it, to me, when I, when I happened upon this, I was like,
0: okay, I understand a couple of these things. Like, but that just should be what a husband does to help out. Yeah. Like you don't need this annual allowance and everything else that that she's putting in there three hundred fifteen thousand. It's expensive enough to ra- to raise a child, and you want another three fifteen for your allowance? Hey,
1: look. Fast forward twenty years, and she's going to be one of these women, like in her mid forties, going, "Wow, men won't commit. What's the problem? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, no kidding. Look at you." Get yeah. to this?
0: She's you know what she ends up being, right? Mm-hmm. She ends up being that kind of and we've all seen it, that kind of sad middle-aged wannabe thirst trap TikToker <laughs> who's still dancing around and right. doing their stuff and, like, always, like, how old am I? And, yeah. like, doing the thing. And you're like, ah, oh, it's like, oh, that's, yeah, just,
1: y- that's just sad. Yeah, you swipe past, you go, oh, I feel bad. For you.
0: you look at the reel and you go, oh, honey, mm, honey, mm, mm.
1: oh, go what's to, going just, on here? I, you just should go to Starbucks with all the other <laughs> old ladies and, and just hang out there <laughs> listening to Mannheim Steamroller <laughs> for the holidays.
0: It is Mike and Molson here on WMAY. Sometimes I wish we could share the off-air conversations as well. Well, that's why we have a podcast called Too Good for Radio. New episode will be dropping later on today.
1: Yep, every week, uh, the stuff that would normally be on the radio, you know, stuff that we broadcast to tens of thousands of people. Instead of get listened to by four. we will be listened to by 40 people, uh, and you can be one of them. You yes. can make it to 43 maybe by the end of the day. And I'll tell you what, wherever you, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, and she'll like it too. There's our uh, tagline: two
0: one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. We, uh, over the course of the years, we have stumped for a name triumvirate at hospitals to make sure that individuals get a decent start in this world and a decent name. Now. In this particular Reddit, am I the a-hole, the name itself I don't have issue with, but the person whose name it is does. And, well, let me just get into it. This, okay. this, this, this one is lengthy, but interesting at the end. So, long story short, this person says, my parents named me Margaret Emily. I never liked either of my names. I go by Robin Which is random, but it was a nickname given to me by my grandpa, and I love it so much that I use it as my name. So I introduced myself as Robin, even though Margaret Emily is my actual name. My parents were bothered by my dislike for my name. They asked what was wrong with it, and I told them it was not a name I would use. They hated Robin and still do. They think nature names are direct words of parts of nature. They don't care for those. My grandpa got a hell of a time from them for giving me the nickname, but my parents are also very anti-nickname.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So, name is a sore point for her, obviously, because my sister also hates her name, she says. Uh, She was named Ella, named after my mom's late grandmother, and she always said her name was too girly, while mine feels like a lady's name. I say it feels like an old lady name and ugly, (laughs) while Emily is just mad at me. Margaret. She goes, Margaret is where I feel the strong dislike, and my parents and sisters call me Margaret. The name also causes fights because my extended family call me Robin now like everybody else, like cousins and aunts and uncles. Uh, my boyfriend ca- calls me Robin, and all my friends and co-workers call me Robin, but my parents and my sister needle me by so calling me Margaret. My sister commented many times that I'm crazy for liking Robin,
1: which sounds like a weird little girl. This is the sister who also doesn't like her own yeah, name?
0: Yeah, who is Ella? Okay. okay. <laughs> but I also got a lot of guilt tripping from my parents when I legally wanted to change my name, so much so that I gave and decided not to. So she wanted to just get rid of Margaret Emily, Go with Robin. Sure. Parents guilted her, said, no, that's the name we gave you. You will stay with it, even though you don't like it. My sister announced a few weeks ago that she was pregnant. She told everyone the name was chosen before they knew what the baby would be. They had a name for both a boy and a girl, and they would not be sharing until they were born. They then decided to do a party to reveal the name after the baby was born. This party happened last week when my niece was a week old. So they, they wanted to wait until the baby comes out, but we already have pre-chosen names. Guess what they named the baby? Is one of them Margaret, or is it Robin? They named the baby Margaret. Margaret. My sister said she wanted to honor me and brought all the attention unto me during the reveal. She was like, We have two Margaret's in the family now, and I know Auntie Margaret must be so happy
1: and wants to get time with her mini me. No, I th- so I think original Margaret has an out here and saying, We can have two Margaret's in the family. That's bizarre. So, so I'm going to be Robin. So, yeah, i to, yeah. So, there, she al- you got your Margaret.
0: She Everybody also, shut up. But so that the reveal that she goes, I want to honor you with this wonderful thing, Margaret. She also an- announced, No nicknames would be allowed, and please respect that. Dang. Even some of her friends are so confused because people know me as Rob. So, like, the extended family stuff know Robin, but then she's saying Auntie Margaret, even though she knows Margaret Uh. hates her name of Margaret. My reaction was not what my sister was looking for, and she concerned me when everyone else was busy. She asked me what the heck my problem was and why I made a disgusted face when she announced my niece's name. She said I'm supposed to be touched and honored that she did this for me. I told my sister she can't name her daughter after me, knowing how I feel about the name, knowing I never use it myself because I hate it, and expect me to be grateful, touched or honored or whatever she expected me to react with.
1: You're not obligated. I mean, it's good grief. And so, she I mean, they, they, we're, they, these are adults now. Yes. They're not obligated to stick with a name that they don't like.
0: I also told her it was not cool to make the announcement like that, so I would be put in the spotlight. She told me I can't keep hating my name because her daughter... And I uh, feel like there's something wrong with it and how selfish and dumb I am for not liking my original name. So who, who – she wants to know, is she the butthead for not being more receptive to being uh, – feeling the honor and grace of having a child named after her? Or is the sister the butthead for naming the daughter – at, you know, after yeah. the, even though she knows,
1: I don't even know. I, I, the, the, the sister naming the daughter is just a bizarre quirk in the story. Uh, I guess I'm still hung up on. You know, if if somebody decides, hey, I'd, I'd prefer to be called this, um, then you just say, oh, okay, cool. That's that's yeah. what, that's what you are now.
0: Yeah, and I just, I, for me, I I understand the parents saying, hey, we chose this name for you. And Margaret Emily, there's nothing. A wrong with it, but if you detest it, then let them go with what they want to be called. Yeah. Have you ever had friends who go by the middle name, and when you find out yeah. that they have a different first name, it freaks you out Kinda a Kind of throws bit. you a little bit, yeah. You go, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, that, wow,
1: why have you been going like this for how many years? We had a kid in school who had like a normal name, like Tim or something, mm-hmm. um, but he preferred to be called Darby. Like, why did you choose that? <laughs> to <laughs> a, be different and interesting. That's a terrible name. I don't know if that's the case. Give us a call. We want to laugh at your name. Yeah. If you have a name that you hate. Well no, I just I I just I feel like
0: I don't know if the the sister's trying to be like, I'm honoring you by naming my child after you, but the the sister has to know the disdain. she does. She knows the disdain that this woman has for her name, to the point where she wants other people to call her
1: by a different name. Yeah. So naming the niece after I don't know, it's weird. Well, look. okay, so Margaret won. her answer is, that's nice. i'm I'm happy for you and baby Margaret. I'm still Aunt Robin. Yeah. Okay. That's how you handle that situation. I think so. Yeah. You don't. You don't make a stink that now. You know. You've. You've tarnished another life with the name Margaret. Um, because this
0: kid doesn't. You don't know if this kid's gonna like it or not. Yeah,
1: I might like the name. Yeah. You know. But I,
0: I. I do kind of feel for this woman of. Why wait and make a spectacle of it?
1: Yeah, but but the fact that the sister is seems to be doing it just to. Make a point about that this is the name and it's going to be the name, and you know,
0: do you think it was all on the sister, or do you think the mom and the parents may have had some sway with the sister to get the name of Margaret? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's also weird, there's a husband in this equation, too. Obviously, uh, who, who went along. I don't know if he's a big fan of the name Margaret, but it does seem a little sus to me that all of a sudden. This family that's been pushing it so long is like, name it after her so she finally
1: enjoys her name. That's the thing that would be so weird is you're using a child to try to make a weird point. Correct. That's it. This kid who has nothing to do with anything just just came just came by in the world, mind her own business. Uh, but you're using her as a wedge to make your weird point about your other daughter's name. And I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's this whole thing is goof. Right? If this family ever had real problems, they, oh, would, yeah, they, they would explode. They yeah. would explode. They wouldn't know what to do. And
0: I don't think you have to be. I think an honest reaction is better in the moment. I don't think she has to be like, oh, my God, thank you so much for that honor. Like, I think she's fine-acting, disgusted, yeah. like, uh. And I don't know if she's more dis- – I don't think she's disgusted, per se, that you named your the d- daughter Margaret. It's more of calling me aunt – I think she's more upset you call me Auntie aunt
1: Margaret. Margaret. Yeah, that's
0: – If you call me aunt- – if she would have said, oh, I know there's two Margarets now, but, we- but you make it easy because you're Aunt Robin – then everything, the crisis is psh, diffused. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. And it does. It certainly doesn't solve the uh, the dilemma that, no. they, that the mom and the sister are having. But, uh, but I mean, if somebody says, I, they, I'd rather be called this than be then called call, Exactly. Just call him Robin. Everybody else is.
0: For good Lord. You're right. If any real problems were, I
1: would hate to see yeah. what this family would do. They wouldn't, they wouldn't know how to handle they it. They would something. have no, they call Crisis Center yeah. right away. They'd Got a like, weird like, tax bill or something. Yeah, they yeah. Would, ah! would fall apart. I hate long. to see what happens. Uh.
0: Uh oh! Uh oh! Something skipping.
1: Say what?
0: what? Okay, here we go. Let's uh, do this. There we go.
1: It's the. It's like you're a hot Andy Williams, the greatest pickup line ever. This is. this is one of those songs that I, don't, I can't get into.
0: You're not, you're not a big fan of uh, Most Wonderful Time of the Year? The yeah, time.
1: Do you like Happy Holidays instead? Or, you, or can Andy Williams happy, just no, go I'm take Andy, a. No, 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 no. It's nothing against Andy Williams. It's just this. It's the happiest. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy that he's as happy as he says he
0: is. Yeah, I don't think he is either. But 217 629 7970, final moments of the program here, Mike Winmacher and Johnny Molson. And I found, a, you know, people may be doing some Christmas cookie baking this weekend or maybe next weekend. And so Mashed has a listing of like 25 of, the, uh, of Christmas cookies, and mm-hmm. they rank them from worst to best. Oh, okay. We'll quickly go through the top 10. Their number one is the worst number one I've ever heard when it comes to Christmas cookies. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. So
0: number 10 on their list are Buckeyes, Never made Buckeyes. I like Buckeyes. But they're pretty good. I
1: don't think of them as a Christmas. I guess, I I don't know.
0: Anyway. I I, I mean, I guess it's whatever you're putting together to make for someone as a gift. Did you do Christmas cookies? Did you help out your mom back in the day with the Christmas cookies
1: at all? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah,
0: we Um, did too, but my mom was very persnickety about mm -hmm. the decorating of the cookies because she felt. Like it was an extension of her, <laughs> and that the cookies would be judged. Ah, uh, yes. So if I put too many non-Perriels on the Christmas tree, oh. it, looked too, it looked too busy, and that one would have to be put to the side. Right. And it's like, but like come this one on. to the dog. And it, yeah, exactly. That would be the way it is. Uh, pinwheels, they say, come in number nine, have very different uh, flavors of pinwheels. Number eight, according to Mashed, uh, for the best Christmas cookies, the chocolate crinkle cookie. What is that? It, it, it's a chocolate crinkle cookie. It, okay. It's like the chocolate cookie. you got the white powdered sugar on it and looks looks uh, all like a snowflake kind of the way the yeah. crinkles are in there. All right. It's don't very, get mad at me. I'm sorry. I'm wow. S- how do you not know a chocolate no, crinkle? Settle down. I don't know. Uh, ginger Snap comes in at number seven. I like Ginger Snaps. I do like the Ginger Snaps. Uh, number six on their list, I've never heard of Pecan Snowballs. Hmm. It's like a uh, it's a very say delicate buttery shortbread cookie that practically dissolves the moment you put them in your mouth. You barely even have to chew because they're so impossibly light and you wonder if they're actually made of air.
1: Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. I went I went to pecansnowballs.com once and don't oh, don't don't look that up. Yeah, no, you don't want to be peeking at snowballs. That's bad news. <laughs>
0: Number 5 on their list of the best Christmas cookies. And 217 if you want to join in what your favorite ones are, what you make with your family. The Linzer cookie, which I had never experienced the Linzer cookie. Is it okay
1: for me to ask you what it is, or are you going to yell at me again? No, the Linzer cookie you can ask. What, what's a, what's a Linzer cookie?
0: <laughs> so the Linzer cookie is two. Uh, shortbread cookies uh-huh. with raspberry jam in the middle. Oh, okay. and usually they have like a cutout design in the middle of it. So yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like it's yeah. like a it's like a raspberry kind of shortbread okay. uh, yeah. Oreo type I, I thing. I never knew their names, but yeah, yeah, I to, yeah. Good. And I've never experienced a Linzer cookie before until a couple of years ago. And I and then I started going, where was the Linzer cookie my whole life? Because mm-hmm. that that one's pretty good. So that's number five on the list. Number four is the Spritz cookie, which I don't. It looks like a sugar cookie to me, but it's one of those ones where you put the dough into um, basically a, a pastry bag and you just spritz it out and it's oh, looking, yeah, yeah. It looks like, it like looks, a little drop. It, yeah, it's, it looks like a little Christmas tree. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Man down. Man down.
1: I'm sorry.
0: So that comes in at number four for the Christmas cookies. Jeez. That's all right. Here's the here's the one that dominates the Christmas holiday. And I don't know why you don't make it anytime outside of Christmas. But the peanut butter blossom cookie. Yeah. I don't know why that doesn't why is that not a year long why is that so closely associated with just Christmas?
1: That's how I feel about eggnog. Do you like eggnog all year round? I would take I would take an eggnog in the middle of July. I had like egg- a nice hot day, just, just a big old glass of eggnog. No you wouldn't. No you wouldn't. You wanna know why you wouldn't? Jump in the swimming pool. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you wanna know why
0: you wouldn't? Why is that? Because, and here's the thing. I have always been Eggnog just sounds gross. Mm -hmm. I think they need to rename it somehow. Um, But my first experience with eggnog happened on this Disney trip. We went to the Christmas party at Magic Kingdom, Mm -hmm. and they give out free cookies and different beverages. It was 84 freaking degrees outside that night that we were there, and I grabbed the eggnog, and I go, I don't know about this. And the Uh wife's like, well, at least give it a try. It's Mm -hmm. free. And I was like, okay, that is thick. Yeah The eggnog is thick My friend It It is is, And I was like It's 84 degrees out And that was a bad place To have my first eggnog experience It it probably curdled a little bit On the way down Is it usually supposed Do you prefer a cold eggnog Or hot It warmed up eggnog Uh, You can do it either way I prefer cold But you can Okay I think you have to have Some better spices in it though Right Yeah Well you know A bourbon yeah. Okay. The bourbon's a nice spice. Yeah, it is. I if you put bourbon in anything, I would probably give it a try. Yeah. But eggnog is not something for a pool day. <laughs> that's why it's not. I would do it. I'd that, still do it. That's not. That's why it's not year round. But the peanut butter <laughs> blossom, I don't understand why it's not year round. The peanut yeah. butter cookie and the and the Hershey Kiss inside of it. I yep. think Hershey Kisses would like it to be year round mm-hmm. because they're another thing that only gets purchased that's, around yeah, the no, holidays. That's
1: that's a that's a good that's a good cookie. Yeah. Number dunk two. Dunk that in some eggnog and you're good to go. <laughs> no,
0: you don't dunk it. peanut. Butter and eggnog. <laughs> this next one you can dunk in your eggnog. Okay, the gingerbread cookie. Mm-hmm. Once again, I would I would pick, take a gingerbread cookie year
1: all year round. It's interesting that ginger snaps and gingerbread cookie. They're they're Boy, they're, they're really they're close. similar, but very different. They're different, but. And, and there's so many different uh, recipes for gingerbread,
0: too. Yeah. There's heavier on the molasses. There's less molasses going on there. Right. But gingerbread is something I would be, not be averse to having all year round because I enjoy the gingerbread. But number one on the list from mash of the most popular Christmas cookies, if you wait for it, is chocolate chip. What the hell is chocolate chip doing on a Christmas cookie I, list? I, I, and at number 1?
1: I can honestly say in all my years of celebrating Christmas, I've never had a chocolate chip cookie. Not anybody it? ever has.
0: How the hell is that number 1 on your best Christmas cookie list? That's a cookie that's uh, it's ubiquitous. Yeah. You have you have you have chocolate chip.
1: You're freaking round.
0: Yeah, why but, is that number one on your Christmas cookie list?
1: Right, right. Yeah, if I can buy it in a bag any time of the year, it's not a Christmas cookie. Yes, that's a, it, that's, that's really why that, that
0: may be the worst number one I've ever heard in the history of lists that we've done here. Like that is just the
1: absolute worst. And sugar cookie, nowhere in the top ten. Yeah, you got to have a sugar cookie. I mean, they're not very they're they're, they're awful, but you got to have one. I, my mom prided herself on hers, mm-hmm.
0: and I. They were fine. I, I feel bad. God the, the, rest her soul. But uh, I just
1: uh, you're right. It, it's just kind of meh. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things you have to have. But when you really think about it, sugar cookies aren't that good. No. Do you, have, do you want
0: frosted sugar cookies or do you want just sprinkled um, sugar I cookies? Like, I do
1: like frosted sugar cookies. Yeah. See, I've always
0: preferred that, and my mom would get so like so. If you had a party, right? that we go to see my grand, like my mom's mom, mm-hmm. and she would make frosted sugar cookies, and then my mom would bring her sugar cookies. The look of disdain on my oh. mother, my mom's face, when she caught me eating grandma's sugar <laughs> cookie because it was frosted. There was there was there was some tense moments there. Yeah, your mom was I pretty
1: got, high strung around Christmas. It sounds like she
0: was a little bit. God bless. God God bless her. She hosted so many things and she had to do do so many
1: cookies. It was ridiculous. I was recently introduced to the pfefferneus. What is that? Now that is. is it, ah, yeah yeah. What pfefferneus? What what is that? Uh, it's it's a it's a it's made with uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, cinnamon cloves, ginger, black pepper, uh, a little bit of anise, some sugar, butter, uh, nice little, it's 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 a really interesting it's kind of got a gingerbread taste with a, with a bit of a snap. It's a Ooh. German thing. It's really good. It's good I uh, I just I just recently had like a whole bag. And so
0: <laughs> delicious.
1: I'll bring so, you some. Pfeffernus okay, silent knock.
0: <laughs> not, not okay. Nah. At the end of the at, the at the end of the program we bring a full circle. Yeah.
1: There is one thing okay from Germany, yeah, the, the Pfeffernus. The German Germans brought us Pfeffernus. And by the way, they do have a fun way saying Merry Christmas. I think they just threw them at people, though. I, think that, I don't think they actually <laughs> ate them. Feinus. Yeah, they, it's like, this is delicious. Why
0: are you throwing I me? will say, saying Merry Christmas in German, also fun. Freiliche Weihnachten.
2: Oh, God, it, it sounds angry. It, <laughs> it sounds does angry. sound angry. It does.